everybody. Welcome to episode 10 of Bruisers, Breakdowns, and Beards. Ten. I, it, uh, it is Sunday, November it's a 22nd, dead gimmick, isn't it? 2020. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Just threw me off. I'm like, eh. Uh, yep. <laughs> we can only do it I'm once. Your host, I'm your host, Michael Reed. I'm Kevin. Hi, how's it going? And as usual, your friendly neighborhood hair metal heartthrob, Dallas Cade. Yeah. How's it going today, fellas? Awesome. It goes. Yeah. We uh, rearranged our I, living room. That was pretty cool. Yeah. That's an adult dude, thing to do. <laughs> my dude. I had I did the dog thing today where like we took all three of them to the groomer and then oh. we like de-haired the furniture and the floors and like the only carpeted areas in our house that are left are the stairs. Yeah. So I had to like take the vacuum and awkwardly finagle it across <laughs> the stairs and like make sure I got all the hair out of like the crevices and stuff and it that was Man. fun. We but, could we could yeah. have formed a whole new dog with the hair that we swept up just in the living room alone. Yeah. Like Yeah like that sometimes man. yeah man so we, we ended up taking their dog toys too like their bones and all the toys they had uh we ended up debbie put them in the bathtub soaked them be, to get all the hair out and all that shit but also threw in chicken broth which and let them sit out in the sun i think they're still on our front porch actually so it makes us look really weird right now but so we put all the dog toys and the dog bones uh in through like a chicken broth kind of deal because then it'll get the dogs like reinterested in them because they're going to smell that chicken broth so it's like kind of like reintroducing old toy or like hmm. old toys is new that so. is interesting i've never heard of bathing their dog toys in in it's broth fucking Not 2020 man it's a wild time yeah. <laughs> the yep. way you find out um but yeah, we moved our furniture around, so now we move it to where uh, we had it to where I think the last time you guys were over, we had the couch like against the the windows. So we switched the yeah. so the opposite side, and we put the TVs where the windows are. So now the dogs can't go barking outside every five minutes, and it's been so much quieter already because <laughs> they can't see outside now, so they don't know like a, if a, if a person's walking by, how dare they? Or a UPS gotcha. driver happens to be doing their job, you know? Fuck them. Yep. So, yeah, now that we got that done, now I can enjoy the fruits of my labor. With that said, sorry, I'm just taking over this whole thing, but I finally <laughs> fucking found a PS5. <laughs> I Ah, oh, that's big. Yeah. I mean, right now, because yeah. they're super hard to find, because right. Sony's being a bunch of assholes like Nintendo. I, I was going to say, what black market dealer did you go through? <laughs> the, the black market dealer was Walmart. His name was Sam. That's Yeah, that's, <laughs> Sam that's on brand. Yeah. His name was Sam. So I got really lucky put out a hit on me because I gave out his information. <laughs> yeah. Sam Walt, my black um, market arms dealer. <laughs> it's hiding in plain sight, man. Uh, I had to, Smart. so th we tried doing it earlier in the week. Like me and my friend Trevor have been going back and forth online, trying to like find, find where we can get one. And Walmart had one in earlier in the week. They like released some stock at a certain time. I got it into the cart and then it sold out. So, what I didn't realize was I went back like the other day and checked before they were about to release more stock. It was still in my cart. Although it said out of stock in the cart, it was still in the cart. So as soon as the time hit, I think it was like 2 PM. I just instead, I just kept hitting refresh on that screen instead of trying to add to cart. And then yeah. all of a sudden it went from out of stock to one in cart. And I immediately went like zoom through the sale and I was able yeah. to like zoom and get a PS five, like the smart. digital edition. I bet that's why they're, they're disappearing so fast as people just have them sitting there in their carts. And no, there's bots. I mean, there's bots doing all the sales too, but it's funny cause I ordered that and I ordered an extra control to have the controls already here, which is weird. <laughs> the system <laughs> is like, I don't know. And I want to open this really badly, but uh, man, I don't know. But, but yeah, the system's on helmet. its way. 
It's somewhere in like fucking Louisville, Kentucky right now or something, which is crazy because the helmet and you have to you're wearing too many clothes. Go on. We've been over this. I, you know what? Everyone's telling me, man, maybe I have to fucking bring bring someone out of the fucking dust off the old character because it seems like there's a lot of folks asking about that shit. I've been begging you for since since way back in the Divas Dropkicks and Dives days. I've been begging you to go back to doing your unboxing, especially now. He's the hero we deserve in these what we're gonna, what's gonna happen in trying times. What's going to happen, Kevin, is Randy Orton's going to win Survivor Series. He's going to be the sole survivor. And then the rest of the roster is going to hoist him on his shoulders. <laughs> and then the gong is going to hit. The lights will go out. And when they come back on, you will be standing on the stage in nothing but your briefs and your helmet. <laughs> and the crowd will go wild. The sky, I got to find that Skyrim helmet. I'm sure it's around here somewhere. <laughs> oh man, I maybe it'll be resurrected. We'll see. The PlayStation originally said they were supposed to be here like December second, and I was like, "Well, that sucks." But at least I'm getting one. Uh, I yeah. checked the shipping today, and they're like, "Oh, it'll be here like this week." I'm like, "Fuck yes!" Did you? Which one did you get? Did you get your the digital, digital one? Or yeah, I ended up getting the phone. digital one because that's the one I wanted. Because I don't, yeah. I'm too lazy to get up and switch the discs anymore. So getting a digital one is completely fine with me because I'm going to pay for all the games. Like I'm just going to buy them off the network anyway. So yeah, doesn't doesn't like your PSN or Xbox Live account or Microsoft account, whichever, like just transfer over and everything that you got there. Yeah, yeah, exactly. That's that's how with my my Series X. Like I hooked it up, hooked in my hard drive and signed in, and boom, like all my games. So for Christmas, for people who got Christmas coming up, if you do get them a game on an old console on their now old console mm-hmm. and they get the new console and then they can still re-download that game on the new console for like, cause they've already paid for it. Mm-hmm. Certain games, cool. uh, call of duty, cool. like, uh, my wife pre-ordered the, uh, she got the ultimate edition of it too, but whatever. But now, I mean, she bought it on the Xbox one and she plays it on the series X. So I okay. mean, I know you could do that. There's, um, the game I'm looking forward to is miles Morales for PS five, the new Spider-Man game. And they had that, you know, basically the yep. free upgrade, but I'm doing the ultimate edition because I want that upgrade of uh, Ultimate Spider-Man. The that game was the like the one of the only games I've ever platinumed and then went back and played more just because it's that addicting. Like, dang, yeah, Spider-Man on PS5 or PS4 is unmissable. Yeah, like it's a fantastic yeah. game, good story, great action, and all that. And so it's like I have no problem shelling out another you know. For That's the what Miles I heard. Morales. Yeah, I heard a lot I, about that game. I've heard a lot about the Miles Morales game. I've yeah. actually. I was on um I was playing my Xbox with my little brother the other day and I was just like man I never use this thing anymore. I have <laughs> yeah. been like I have been on my Switch for most of the year. Mm-hmm. Like it's either it's either been you know Animal Crossing cuz that came out in like March and we were all like well we're going to be quarantined. Good thing we're getting this new game we're going to pour hundreds of hours into. Yep. <laughs> and like myself, my sister who got a Switch Lite, she's been, she's put north of 350 hours into that game and she bought it in august (laughs) legit she was catching making up for last time she's put in more hours than i have and i've had it since launch so it's been freaking crazy but i played that um i played 3d all-stars because they did the anniversary and Mm -hmm. i freaking i never played uh mario 64 i never played sunshine but i played galaxy so I get to experience the first two for the first time, and then I get to replay Galaxy, which is amazing. Mm-hmm. And then I've are you playing, playing them in that order? Of... Are you starting with sixty four and then going yeah. to nice? Yeah, it's wow. and it's trying my patience because I know I don't have to. 
So if I ever get stuck on a level on 64 or whatever, I'm just like, oh, go play Galaxy, go play Galaxy. And I have to fight. <laughs> I have to be like, no, no, beat Bowser first. And yeah. it also makes me like want to, it makes me just kind of like, f- just, you know, shake my hands in frustration. And <laughs> ah, because, you know, people have speed run 64, like they'll beat it in five minutes or whatever. Yeah. And I'm just like, how? <laughs> Like that's that that shit that shit just seems beyond me, but I've been playing. I mean, you a lot have of to kind of hate but... yourself to be a speedrunner, really. I you know can't, you can't enjoy the game at that point. I mean, you play no. the game and so much into where you kill the joy for yourself in it. But hey, man, if it's gonna get me a plaque from Guinness, <laughs> then that kind of brings the joy back. I don't know. That's just the world records opinion. of the the beer company. Because <laughs> <laughs> either one's good for me. I'll take either. Hey, you're uh, a gamer. Here's your plaque. Yeah, there we yeah. go. I don't know where so that. Give me a plaque and a pint. <laughs> yeah, I went through the three, the Mario All Stars phase, and now I'm in a Pokemon Sword phase because the Crown Tundra DLC came out in October. Nice. And so, and I, I had been wanting to buy Sword since before I had my Switch. So I finally bought Sword. Then I bought the DLC, and I just played the crap out of that. I'm still playing the crap out of it. So yeah. my my video game for for 2020 has been like in phases mm-hmm. and they've all been on switch so i'm just kind of like damn i need some good like xbox games to come out and they have i just now have to you know get them and try them so yeah man the switch has been like the console to go to for me this year too just because it's so portable they've uh, had a shortage too like the whole year well when animal crossing came out like my mm-hmm. wife had to buy she wanted a switch she got a switch like just for animal crossing as well and I got one from GameStop and we like the analog broke on it like the second day we had it. So I went to return it and they didn't have any units. So I had to go to Target and buy one. And buy, so we we actually still have a switch that I'm going to repair the analog for. We just ordered a kit for it. And we have like a switch light that's just going to, you know, we're going to either sell or do something with it. So but it's just like it was super hard to find. You know, you just had to really yeah. search around. But I mean, it's worth it. I have you guys played Super? Or I guess Dallas? Because Mike, do you have a Switch or no? I do not. Uh, the wife desperately wants one, but uh, well, when I, I fix this one, I, I mean, if you want to switch light, uh, I'll tell you. Uh, I'll I'll show you afterwards because I got to figure. I got to fix the the analog button. Like straight up, just fell off. <laughs> so I'm gonna have to like do a full Damn. replacement. I got the toolkit and everything. Um, <laughs> But no, Super Mario 35 came out and it's a battle royale Super Mario game. And yep. I've been playing that <clears throat> more than anything on the Switch lately. And like huh. I've won the battle royale like at least a dozen times at this point. And I won <laughs> twice yesterday. Like I was just playing. I love that game. Nice. It's good. It's it's a good uh, bathroom break game. <laughs> Unless you end up lasting a while because it can go up to like 20 minutes. Then you're you get the pins and needles in your legs and your legs are numb. It's not worth it. It's not worth it. Yeah. <laughs> Dude, my my dad used to do that. He would play like a phone game. Now he just does it all the time, but he yeah. used to strictly play his phone games on like the toilet or whatever. And I'm like, how yeah. do you how do you just sit there for that long? <laughs> my first apartment, I had one of those like portable PS ones with the screen that rolled up or whatever. Uh I got one of those and I put it in our bathroom. So we had a PS one in our bathroom. <laughs> yeah, bachelor life. First, the PS1 in the bathroom. Second, they had like a flip up screen. Yeah, they had like to them. They had like a portable one that you can buy yeah. to take on the go that had a screen attached to it. 
And the screen was like a five one. inch screen. It wasn't very yeah, big it at was all. Super small. I never saw that one. That's crazy. Five, seen, it was like, literally called a PS One, but it was I've PS. I've seen the original model for the PS One, but I never saw the one that came with a screen on it. Okay, here it, I'll, I'll it find it. It was kind of like the same design, just not. It was like some right. more rounded edges and yeah. Because like the PS One was born around the same time I was, I think. Because <laughs> like. Fucker. <laughs> 2001 was when PlayStation 1 came out and then like the PS1 oh, okay. like the redo was so after the PS1 I just barely predeceded it. Wait wait, or PS1. No, no, never mind, never mind. PS1 was 95. Yeah, I was <laughs> yeah. Oh, oh, never mind then. I it's remember work, yeah, cuz I was uh, I was working My dad out. had a PlayStation 2. The PlayStation 2 was my first like right. video game console. I I I was working at Blockbuster at the time. Oh, and man. that was the best, man. I saved so much money because I just rent all the games yeah. around to play. It pays for itself, man. Your money yeah, was going to go there really anyway. <laughs> hey, that was me. That's I tried to work at Blockbuster until I was old enough to work there. And I saw like the years of me going there and wanting to work there. And then I saw everyone work there and slowly get older than they were by working there. So I was like, maybe it's not a yeah. good idea if I work here. Yeah. It uh, it was it was the best of times. It was the worst of times, <laughs> uh, for sure. Yeah, I I kind of I had like as far as far as like the generations and the consoles that I went through in like you know in my short span of living. Uh, my dad had a PS2 from like when I was super young, and I remember like the first kind of I guess experience of like where you pull an all nighter because you're playing a video game so much. It was like the first iteration of Lego Star Wars, nice. which was like the prequel trilogy. And I would just replay the Battle of Coruscant over and over and over again so that I could save up the money to buy Invincibility. <laughs> and then the sun had already come up and my mom came downstairs and was like, oh, my God, you're still awake. And I was like, <laughs> I did it. <laughs> and I was like six, maybe at the time. That's awesome. And I think that was when she first started getting like worried about maybe he's spending too much time <laughs> on this thing. Because yep. I went from I went from the PS2 and I had a Game Boy and then I would do the, and then I had the DS because I played the Game Boy a lot because I was playing Pokemon. Like mm. if we ever went on vacations or whatever. Yep. Pokemon Emerald all the time trying <laughs> to beat the Elite Four. Um, and then it was the Nintendo DS. Because me and my brothers and sisters, uh, we could all play those and we would play Mario Party. We would literally play six hour games of Mario Party on the DS. Um, we played a lot of DS games. Again, more Pokemon. Um, and then I jumped straight to like the 360 and then kind of stuck because my friends had like a PS3 or a 360 and they got me into like Call of Duty and that kind of stuff into yeah. like actual current games outside of you know nintendo You're like, there's no pokemon and in this where's the monsters i know where's the I collecting like, anything beyond the ds i just kind of like stuck to my ps2 until i don't know 11 12 years old yeah. when i got a 360 and then i've been pretty much up to date since then but nice yeah Man. a lot of pokemon in my childhood i missed the pokemon over I was in high school when Pokemon became a thing and I think I missed it by like a year or so because I was already checked out of those type of games. And then when I did give it a try, like I couldn't focus on it because I'm a bit of a completionist on certain games. Like if I really like a game, I want to 100% it. 
I really like yeah. the premise of Pokemon. However, if I have to slather a tree with honey at 7 p.m. on a random Wednesday to get like this special Pokemon, I ain't got ain't nobody got time for that. And the thing is, mm. I if I if I really focused on it, I would do that. And it's like, well, there goes my social life. I mean, at that time I was just working retail, so I didn't have a social life anyway. But yeah. it's yeah, that's the one thing I couldn't get into with Pokemon. I just couldn't commit to what the crazy shit you had to do to catch like the craziest, like the wildest Pokemon. I know, especially nowadays, since they put like, um, there's like over a thousand of them now. Yeah. So they'll put some, they'll like, they'll come out with like multiples for each generation. Right. And you'll either have to get one or the other because both of them will have specific exclusives that are only in those games. Like (laughs) to use the current example, if you have Pokemon sword, Sword and Shield are the same generation, right? Yeah. If you have Sword, there will be Pokemon you can get that you cannot get in Shield, even right. though it's the same game, basically. And there are Pokemon in Shield that you can only get in Shield and not in Sword. So you have to like trade with people. Yep. And Pokemon you have to started that scam. Two copies <laughs> and do it by yourself, or you have to trade with people. Mm-hmm. And like, but hey, I freaking completed that Pokedex. I completed Sword and Shields. I beat. Uh, wow, that's a that's a badge of Ultra honor. Moon, I know, and it, it like Ultra Moon was the first Pokedex that I actually completed wow. because I could bother to do it. Like as a kid with a Game Boy, I just you know I didn't really know anybody else that played it, so I would just <laughs> you know beat the champion over and over and over again and mm-hmm. kind of level up my Pokemon and then send them down to Diamond and Pearl when those came out. I had. Dude, I had so many Pokemon at one point. Like, the amount of Pokemon I lost when I sold that game was a tragedy. I just deleted <laughs> the whole save, and I was just crying oh. as I was doing it. <laughs> Especially now that they came out with, like, the app that you can send all the old games mons to and then Two. put them in the current game. Like, no. I, like, I heard about that, and I was just like, no. <laughs> Man, I had I had freaking Pokemon that you cannot get, man. I had like <sighs> mythicals in there. It made me freaking sad. People went crazy over that stuff, man. I was terrified for my life sometimes working at GameStop with Pokemon events because they would either have stuff like it depends on the era of when Pokemon came out. They had Pokemon era where they would come in and you'd have to give them a card. There was times when Nintendo oh. would send a cartridge that would only be active during a certain time and you had to have that active with like their Nintendo Wi-Fi and so Mm -hmm. like people would try to come by and they wouldn't even want to come in the store they're just trying to get in the Wi-Fi range and they'll get their Pokemon and then walk away and it's just like all the different Pokemon stuff yeah man I I, I, I'm excited for it but I can't can't commit to it but man (laughs) it's it's i mean it's huge but pokemon go got us back into it at least we walked a lot when that came out but my phone battery like you couldn't even turn it off that's the one thing that pissed me off like you couldn't exit the screen like and it wouldn't run in the background like if you're trying to hatch an egg so you start walking you have to keep the app open and it's like come on (laughs) yeah you don't have to do that anymore it's all good now oh thank god well they added the feature that you can like not be on it and it'll still count your steps oh see and that's all i wanted i mean that's it just add the pedometer you did that like fucking two two game boys ago (laughs) so here that's your video game talk (laughs) well it's not all the video game talk we've we've got more that's all your like oh yeah good segue yeah yeah so it's a light week, as you can tell, as we've spent you know fifteen minutes talking <laughs> about non-wrestling that, hey. video games. Um, now, wrestling games are starting to kind of 
creep back in the news, which is good, uh, especially because WWE took the year off. Uh, you know, Retrosoft Studios announced their uh, spiritual successor to WrestleFest mm-hmm. is coming out in late February. Um, that's the one that's actually going to have the Road Warriors in it. Uh, War Horse. War Horse has his own arena. <laughs> yeah. Uh, that game's looking awesome. It does. So I cannot wait to play that. Um, and then, of course, you know, Virtual Basement has been slowly trickling out uh, their announcements for their game, The Wrestling Code. Mm-hmm. But we don't know when that's coming. Yeah. Uh, just that they're still kind of working on it. They just announced the Bushwhackers. Yeah, it's cool with uh, me. I love the Bushwhackers growing up. Huh. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but like Bushwhackers, the Headbangers, they're getting like every non WWE. Uh, Does that mean we're going to get like a fucking, room? like a biting animation? <laughs> I always love the Bushwhacker biting where they like just find someone on the head and start biting them. I don't think they uh, put that in the video game yet. Yeah. I can't wait until we have more information on that game. Um, to get mm-hmm. to talk more about that, but their their roster announcements have been pretty cool so far. Yeah, it's very promising. Um, but the 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 bigger news um, happened last week. It was I think it was a day or so before you know we had our interview with Gat, so we didn't have a lot. Mm-hmm. But uh, you know AEW did a, a special presentation <laughs> across YouTube that had yeah. some technical difficulties getting started. Mm-hmm. But once the thing got going, it was kind of like a parody of the Apple announcements and stuff. It, it was just like a real Apple. It, it just took so Basically, long. To get yeah, started. yeah. They all looked like they were Steve. really in they character. Were all dressed like Steve yeah. Jobs. Aubrey Edwards. Thank you. Yeah. Um, and uh, Britt Baker and then Cody uh, Rhodes. Also, they all came out in the black turtleneck <laughs> and jeans, mom cool. jeans. Um, oh, but yeah, they, they announced the AEW games division mm-hmm. and they announced three games. Uh, there is a AEW, I think it was Man- general, general manager, manager mode. Lead, no. Um, which is, I guess, kind of like a simulator. Was it that one's mobile? It's also? basically like WWE Supercard, isn't it? Like where you have like I your roster of cards and Supercards. you build your, you build your show. Um, that's in huh. the works. They announced a casino game. Yeah, Casino Royale or whatever they're uh, double or nothing. Yeah, uh, but they they didn't they just had a kind of a commercial for that. They didn't give any screenshots or anything of it. So yeah, um, that'll be interesting. But both the, the mobile, you news, can tell. Right, but the big news was they they showed off some early. I I, I mean, it was made to look like a, a commercial, so I don't know how much of that was gameplay, but I guess kind of inspirational uh, concept art and animation for their console game, uh, which they said is heavily inspired by the popular N64 wrestling games like WCW NWO Revenge, you know, no WWF Mercy. No Mercy, WrestleMania 2000, and the like. Uh, and that they are working with Ukes, which explains a lot because if you remember, Ukes jumps ship off of WWE 2K20, mm-hmm. I think it was uh, last year's, um, yeah. You know, because they Ukes have been making those WWE games for forever now. Yeah. So, uh, yeah. So that was exciting. Uh, what gameplay they showed? It started off with uh, Kenny Omega wrestling against Chris Jericho, and they they have kind of a an arcadey look to them, a little larger than life, yeah. but not mm-hmm. not too much. Uh, and then it looked a little bit in terms of the style. It looked kind of like that. Um, that all-stars game yeah. that WWE did. Yeah, that's what I, I was loved. thinking. I really love it. The game did not have a lot of depth to it, but it was fun to play. And that's and, what they were looking for. 
Right. And that's what, what you know AEW is hoping to do is just have it like a fun game to play once again. Yeah, I think Kenny Omega mentioned something about NBA Jam, something like that. How yeah, like how arcade. kind of yeah. the arcade style br- brings yeah. people to it. I don't, I don't know why, but that doesn't really sound like that. Like that kind of does it for me, and I don't really? know why. Yeah, it's like, for different folks. Yeah, I, yeah. I don't like because my, um, my introduction to like the wrestling games, which was actually my introduction to wrestling in general was SmackDown versus Raw. Nice. I think mm-hmm. an, an old neighbor of mine before uh, we moved when I was a kid had like two, SmackDown versus Raw 2007 or something like that. And I think I think it was that one because like that, that was, was kind of the pinnacle. That was the those. year that like Edge's Edge and Cena were the was the big feud mm-hmm. because I saw Edge and I saw Cena and I was like oh this is awesome <laughs> and like you could fight in the bars and put the mm-hmm. dude through like the uh through the jukebox and you could break a pool <laughs> yeah. stick over him or whatever I miss and this. like they had the backstage brawls and everything that game what yeah that was the pinnacle of like smackdown versus raw mm-hmm. and like that game to me was just awesome like yeah. that that was the one for me and i i also did like when i grew up a little bit my brother and i would play like i think 2010 2011 and then like we played like the last one or two of the SmackDown versus Raw that they did. Yeah. And then when they went to 2K, we kind of just like stopped. <laughs> I and man, because like the 2K, they did what one or two good ones? Like 14 was good. Thir- that's kind of it. I think was the first time that they they did a new engine, mm-hmm. quote unquote, because that, that was that was the big the one that had CM Punk. Yeah. Oh wait, wait. The year before was the Randy Orton cover that was the new engine, and CM Punk was the CM Punk was twelve. No, right? CM Punk was thirteen. No, yeah, Randy oh, Orton yeah, yeah, was yeah, twelve. Yeah. yeah, you're right. CM Punk was thirteen. Yep. The CM Punk one was the last one that I really played the hell out of. Yeah, um, that was a good one. You know, and then they just kind of rode that engine into the ground mm-hmm. since. Um, yeah. They just—I mean—they've so got animations that have been there since like yeah. th- those days, yeah. Yeah, yeah. and it—it it, just—it just wasn't fun. It was complex. They were trying too hard to be like Madden, but not like the worst parts of Madden. Just trying to make controller, you know, button configurations super weird, and and mm-hmm. it just—you had more fun with like when the game kind of broke and the jank yeah. came out. Like that was the, <laughs> the most fun, you know. Um, I found one. I found a crack. Yeah. I found a glitch. Just like it was the wacky. ladder would get in. Yeah. It would get in between the ropes and then would just go flying or something. Like right. That. Yeah. I, I don't know. Or the ref would lose his mind or get flown yeah. out of the ring or something like that. I mean, it, just... it became the, the one with his arm and he ended yeah. up in a thumbs up. It became the gif. Um, yeah. They just, they weren't fun. They weren't fun to play. Mm-hmm. And I, I, they lost their way with those and made them too. Um, too simulation. Yeah, just too much. But I mean, it just it wasn't fun to set up things. You could do it. You could set up, yeah. you know, ladders in the ring corners and tables Barely. stack on tables and stuff. And it yeah. was kind of, you know, when it and worked, then you it would, was fun. Any, if you were anywhere within three feet of them, you would get bumped into them. And yeah, just right. Kind of like get stuck. And everything would just kind of <laughs> fall. CPU. So, yeah. Oh god, um, nightmares and stuff. Some people did complain about what a what it looks like AEW throughout their going, but I'm that's in my wheelhouse like i'm super excited oh yeah i hope i hope the game's good and i hope people like it and it does well but i mean 
I don't know. It'll be interesting to see because I was brought up after yeah. that, no. those type of games. So it'll be interesting to see how it gets reciprocated it's a nostalgic trip it's gonna be a hard one to recreate i think because i think a lot of people are just stuck in time because i mean if you play those games today they're not great to play especially with today's but they're they're still fun they're still fun yes but the thing is are you playing the game for the fun or are you playing for the nostalgic fun and that's the thing like if dallas picked it up i don't think he's gonna have the same fun that you and i would have i know i'd be having more fun than what i'm playing on WWE's put out for the last. Oh right, and I'm not. <laughs> yeah, I'm not disputing that that's, at that's all. That's my thing. It's it's such a low bar at this point. Yeah, but, yeah. You know, as long as the game's fun and there's a little bit of depth to it. My concern is they don't have the stable of like legends and and other characters to make a really deep roster. And if you remember, especially WCW NWO Revenge had a great roster for WCW, but like that was it. It was like all those guys that were currently there at that time. With a couple weird, you know, um, characters kind of sprinkled yeah, in. Yeah, Wolfpack. You had all the different forms of NWO. Yeah, <laughs> like it was. It was a great WCW game. And then when they went to WWF, then Wolfpack. then they started bringing in like, you know, Andre the Giant was in there. Yeah, a um, couple other legends and stuff. Like the, that's the part where I don't know if WCW. Or, or AEW. If, if AEW can, can hold up. Right? <laughs> I mean, technically uh, they can. Are you as saying long as... that AEW is just a glorified WCW? Oh. I mean, they can throw in the Bushwhackers. They can throw in to everyone freelance. Internet. I mean, really. Yeah, but no, but those, they don't have a correlation to, like, I can oh, yeah, yeah. see, like, uh, um, you know, not even really Jake the Snake. I think he's all, all his old stuff is WWE, but, like. Yeah, I don't, you know, I don't think they'd get access to that. Right. You know. But, there's I some mean, random smattering of like we could talk about how freaking nostalgia has affected wrestling, especially in the last decade or half decade. But yeah. I mean, that's that's a topic for another pod. I'm telling you, <laughs> we can we can talk about that for six hours. But He's from a, a gameplay standpoint, like I, I'm I hope their creator wrestler is really good because mm-hmm. I think that's the only way you're really going to fill out uh, the, the roster for that game because yep. AEW. Granted, they they sign a lot of people, but I don't know. Yeah, well, I mean, I wouldn't doubt it because, like, they're when you have people that are as in critical positions of your company's infrastructure that are saying, like, oh, our philosophy on wrestling is that it's like Cirque du Soleil on steroids, and I'm (laughs) sure they're going to have plenty of stuff like that. You know, whether or not that's a you know, for better or for worse is also another topic for, you know, another episode of the pod. But in terms of how, cause I think that's what a lot of people's criticism of the product in terms of like television and wrestling has been, is that, Oh, they're too much like a video game. So it'll be interesting to see how they create an actual video game. Right. If wait. it translates well, the, the fact that that trailer ended with like the, the rough animation of, of uh, the young bucks doing the mel- the uh, Meltzer driver. Yeah. Like, that's the kind of shit I want. Like it was one of my favorite things when that's, uh, that's a name of a No Mercy anyway. came out. The the Dudleys could do the 3D. Like that was unprecedented yeah. at the time to do like a tag team move like that. Yep. Uh, also, so they mentioned. I mean, toward the end of that trailer too, Kenny Omega and Sheeta started fighting. So yeah, so intergender, yeah, intergender will be in stuff there. in there too, which is which is weird because they haven't weird. had a single match like that on television. Yeah, you're right. But fuck it, yeah. in the video game world, let it fly. <laughs> Yeah, because I guess so. They I haven't guess, done yeah. that in WWE since man, I since can't even remember those games. 
I, yeah. I mean, I, I think maybe the early, you know, SmackDown. Uh, yeah, because SmackDown versus Raw is the early ones you can have intergender as well. I remember Raw 2. Time. Raw 2 on the original Xbox. Basically, <sighs> they just fucking let it free for all. We played season mode, and this was one of the things that Raw 2 was way ahead of their time and never really. They had some amazing things that were implemented. Like, they had a co op season. So you can play with your friends in the same like universe mode. And mm-hmm. like when your match came up or you, when it was your week, basically you chose what you wanted to do for the week. Like you can choose to like help somebody hurt somebody, uh, start a feud with somebody, talk shit, you know, do anything like that, attack someone backstage. And so what we do is we'd leave the room while one of us would set sort our week. And then, you know, then we would just do an order and we'd be surprised, but then the computer would jump in on it too. Like my friend kept getting his ass kicked by jazz. She just kept coming out and beating his ass for no reason. There was no storyline for it, but like she would jump him backstage. She'd jump him in the ring and like stuff like that. I miss, but yeah. And it's like one of those things that like, it only was in raw too. And it's like one of those things that like, it could have been like, they could have taken it to a whole nother level, especially this is 20 years yeah. later at this point. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So. It's, I mean, I, yeah, I couldn't, I don't know if, I don't know if any of the early SmackDown versus raw, you could do that, but that's like another thing that I miss about those games is GM mode, mm-hmm. GM mode, especially with the format that like uh, Woods and Tyler Breeze have been using for it mm-hmm. on up, up, down, down. Yeah. I fucking love that. It's yeah. like, it just seems so cool. Mm-hmm. And uh, there's so much you can do with it. Like in terms of creating your own like play style or your own rules or your own like, competition that you can do with it like i like Mm -hmm. stuff like that where it basically it has a premise and it has a rule set and kind of like this is what this is but it also like presents room for creativity for you Mm -hmm. to just kind of be like well you know there's there you're you're not stuck in this box but it still presents a box Mm -hmm. like it's it's that middle ground where it's not like entirely up to you to be creative but it's also not restricting you from being creative. So like yeah. GM mode to me is like, that'd be a welcome return. I yeah. would love Which it. I, I mean, I, I, that's the only concern I have. I think people need to kind of temper their expectations a little bit. Oh yeah. Oh, big time. Granted it is coming from you who has experience making those kind of games, but they are hopefully at least building this one from the ground up. Well, you know, wrestling, wrestling fans are never hyper. Yeah, there's no, they never get too into anything. Especially wrestling video games. Play it cool. (laughs) They never say anything that's, you know, way out of like left field. They never go, you know, they never speak from their emotions. They're always very calm and collected and, (laughs) you know, very sensible. All wrestling fans. Come on. All wrestling (laughs) All wrestling so, fans are sensible. Uh, it's, there no release date or anything were given. I I mean, I can't imagine it's going to be 2021. I would think it'd have to be 2022. Yeah, I would assume 2022 or 2021 to compete with like 2K22. Christmas season? Or 2K21. Maybe. I mean, is two two years. Is it? What year is it? 2K? It'll be 2K20. Yeah, because they skipped over 21. If everything went extremely well and they didn't inquire or they didn't run into any like huge speed bumps, Mm -hmm. the very earliest is probably next Christmas. Yeah. Yeah. I can see that. And it's understandable. And I mean, but uh, that game would have to be bare boned as hell. 
if they're doing that like in two years because you i mean I, I, I don't know when they would have started on this i mean obviously maybe probably i mean you know, probably this year or probably like earlier as soon as their contract was up with wwe i bet they well, went right you, to aew right i was gonna say if you remember you know it was last year's game that you didn't work on yeah so that's they, what I'm saying. they've so had they that time. most likely working on this last year did maybe late 2018 they started this way before aew was like officially a thing I don't know. Two years. Can't stroke any harder. So I, yeah, I don't I'm, know. For the audio <laughs> list, for the listeners, I have been shrugging yeah. at increasing increments this entire time. And um, I'm just like, I don't know nothing about nothing. Yeah. I think, I think I'll just, I'll be excited to see the first game come out, but I think their second or third iteration of whatever this is going to be will be the ones that have. Got to find all your the roof. modes we want. See all what the sticks, create a wrestler and stuff like that. But from what they showed in that that first trailer, I'm I'm on board. I'm excited. Yeah, I, I can't wait to play that game. I, I would. Just, I hope there's some depth to it. I just hope they have like Dallas was saying, some kind of GM mode. I mean, I cut my teeth on that stuff. I mean, I made a I made a whole show based around the universe mode of That's WWE true. 2K19. You I mean, did, and I used I I, I got that. so creative. I was I was staying up yeah. late nights editing that shit. Like yeah, it started off like, and it was all just because I loved making characters like from that game. So even if AEW can come out with something similar to that, I will run. I will run with it. I mean, you know? realistically, if if it has the the modes and options that some of those WWE games had with like newer, fresher, fun gameplay, yeah, they're sold. And again, Ukes has worked on I think, those wrestling games forever. So I think yeah. it'll be. I think it'll be fine at worst. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I agree. Yeah. It's I, not going to be the worst wrestling game out. That's all I'm hoping for is yeah. a good like foundation yeah. to build upon. i think anything mm-hmm. less than a six is like come on what have you been doing for the past couple of years yeah yeah right. i think they're gonna be fine and i think they're gonna and they've learned from the wwe mistakes i was yeah. gonna say that you know being shoehorned in by wwe well let's just stuff. hope that i don't know i mean aew hasn't made a game before so maybe they like i don't know who's gonna be leading who in the in the you know partnership but hopefully they just kind of let, like, they tell Ukes what they want, and Ukes is like, yeah, we can do that. And then yeah. they end up doing a good job with mm. that stuff. So, yeah. One thing so. I hope they keep that they had in WWE was the recent of being able to upload custom photos, custom logos, and all that. Cause I believe that opened up create a character wide open and to be able to create right. your own arena. Like I said, to be able I to create that whole eight bit arena, eight bit geek yeah. arena and to be able to create Dallas Cade coming out with his shirt on, you know, and Mike coming out to Metallica. Well, that wasn't really, I had to edit that in, but you know, like <laughs> stuff like that. But I mean, the fact that I was able to make us almost as real as I could in a video game, Right. And because of the fact that I was able to upload like custom images like that made it like that made me want to do it even more. I, I think that's going to be what's the most important is that their, yeah. their think, creative suite yeah. is, is they just got to hopefully not get too stuck in the nostalgia in terms of forgetting what modern technology can let them do. Mm-hmm. Right. So like, cause if you get too sucked into the nostalgia and the oh let's do what wrestling games haven't done for the past 15 or so years then you can also forget that like video games are more capable now than they were back then mm-hmm. which means you know it's important to have those things that video games can do now that they couldn't then or else you're creating an outdated product right. so and they'll and- i mean i 
I'm sure they'll do fine. Yeah. If they could <laughs> yeah. somehow skirt the simulation slash arcade, if they could somehow get the, the sweet spot in between, I think it's going to be fantastic yep. for them. Yep. So and add, I'll... add the fucking referee again. I miss like having like friends as referees or like, Oh, you know, they're going to special referee matches. Aubrey's got to oh. be in there. Like, yeah. They have to have Aubrey in there. Like she's okay. What I mean by is like, like in universe mode or whatever, being able to remember back in the day, you used to be able to select a referee. Special like, referee yeah. You could have like yeah. Shawn Michaels in there, like super kicking people and he doesn't even have to count. He could do that thing too, where he's like one, two, where he just yeah, kind of sits there and waits or that, like, that one, two, three, strong. like super quick. Like it was fun. Right. I miss stuff like that. And it, it, like, especially like in a universe mode, it would be fantastic. Oh my God. The, That's another the story thing. Lines, you know, That's another thing. Why the hell is kicking out so impossible now? Yeah, that's just that just came up in my memory. Enter the like, yeah. thirty different combinations. Kicking thing. out was so easy, and you didn't even want to score the pin because you just liked kicking each other's asses yeah. all over the place. You do it the one fun. two and then pull his head and up in, or whatever. And in the newer <laughs> games, it was like I just want to get this match over with because it's so cyclical. Yeah. Yep, and you couldn't do it because it was the freaking spinny wheel gimmick. Yeah, yeah. I suck at that wheel. That just made me mad. Try, they were trying to make it like Madden. It's and Madden's kick me. What else do yeah. Yeah. And if you ever tried to play that online, good luck because the right. the like delay, man, you can never get that on time. So you can start I a match. Everyone just goes for the first pin because they online. know that you could probably not kick out of it, even though it's the beginning of the match. Ugh. Their online I was always imagine a mess. Playing a wrestling game online, forget that. I wanted to. I mean, if in fun, retrospect, fun. think of, yeah. think of having a Royal Rumble fun. with thirty individual people coming out. You know, that's Is amazing. That a thing? No, no, I said think I, of it I though. Think the, the max has been like eight. Okay. What we if want can, versus it, what we if get. If it can be a thing, if it can be a thing that runs smoothly and doesn't break souls or systems, then fine. Let's see it. Yeah. But if there's so much as one lag, one glitch, I don't want it. Don't do it. <laughs> don't do it. No. So, tarnish the whole thing. Don't do so, it. So here's. For our audience, this is your chance. Um, what do you want to see out of a, a wrestling game? Yeah, yes, please so, tell us because I'm yeah, so let us know lost. what you're interested in. You can reach out to us on you know Twitter at Three uh, B Wrestling Pod, uh, Facebook at Three B Wrestling Pod, Instagram at Three B Wrestling Pod. Uh, if you feel compelled to email us, you can email us at Three B Wrestling Podcast at gmail dot com. Yes, you um, can. You can do <laughs> yeah, those I look up and Dallas's hair is everywhere. I screaming I, infidelities. I was, nodding, I was nodding in agreement, and then it turned into an aggressive <laughs> headbang. Man, I missed the whole thing. It's transition. <laughs> I can watch that replay. Uh, so yeah, we're we're excited for video games here at Bruce's yes. Breakdowns of Beards. So, and we hope you are wait. too. I assume. I mean, video games have been a lot more popular over the years. If you I think they've been able to pull far, you in. have to be because I was going to say we've like been nerding out minutes. over video games more now than we have probably in the entire <laughs> iteration of the pod thus far. So mm-hmm. the video game episode. I thought this was a wrestling podcast. I thought this was a wrestling podcast. You guys are nerds. You're not talking about wrestling. I would love to hear someone call me a nerd in that voice. You're a nerd. Oh, really? (laughs) Go on. Stop talking about wrestling. I want you to talk about whose booking methods are superior. (laughs) Shut up. Do we have fans? Uh, We appreciate you fans uh, for listening. (laughs) You you fan you fan yeah 
<laughs> no, but we, so, I mean, cause we, I think when we, when we first started this thing, we said, we're not just going to talk wrestling. We're going to talk video yeah. games. We're going to talk music. We're going to talk about the things we want to talk about because you know why it fills content and it makes us happy. Remember when we were sludging around talking about fucking WWE? I was miserable. You were miserable. Dallas, was, you were off not... being fucking awesome somewhere else. I wasn't here. Yeah. Yeah. Those were dark times, dude. <laughs> I wasn't here. Oh, man. They were. It was like, well, it time to really record bad. another episode. And... <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. And then bad. the light in our lives, the indie but wrestling you know, showed up. <laughs> you know, the ironic thing is like we, we kind of pivoted away from WWE and our, our listener count kind of dropped a bit. But the ones that we kept were like super happy to listen to us. So yeah, I guess it's worth it. I would oh, rather it means have a lot. That. Yeah, I so believe there's sh- a shout out to y'all that are still here it's listening. Uh, to this. It goes <laughs> yeah, man. like quant- quality over quantity. Mm-hmm. True. Uh, so there, there were, there was not a lot of wrestling news. Um, oh, but one there of the, was one big. There, there was, was one, one big, big one. Mm-hmm. Uh, we didn't talk about it last week. We, we didn't talk gat. about it last. We had week. the guy, the the pod mother, the gat. Um, yeah. The, uh, but out of out of nowhere, WWE released Selena Vega, mm-hmm. and uh, you know it, it's it's tied into a discussion. I, th- I believe we've had this discussion here on the show. The um, you know WWE trying to clamp down on their talent making money supplemental on, income. Yeah, on like third party flat platforms. I'm pretty sure most people, especially listening to this, they're pretty with the narrative so no, far, especially up to this point. But if you're not, if you're not, the gist is that Vince found out that his wrestlers could make money through other avenues, and he didn't like it, and he wanted to cut. Um, so they had, had told all the talent that any any streaming they were doing on Twitch or on YouTube, um, you know, or or any I think even podcasts or whatever, any, anything that they were doing, um, you know, yeah. Cameos, especially, um, and I guess somebody's doing only fans. I, I don't I know. think the, what, what ended up, and I don't know if I, this I heard is for only sure, fans but I think I what like, ended up being the straw that broke the back was, uh, Zelina Vega one, wasn't going to give up her Twitch. Yeah. And two, in spite of knowing they wanted her to get rid of it also created an only fans. And that was the, firing oh, action okay I think, yeah okay. i think that's what it was so and there have been like um i saw somebody share a headline post from like the new york post or something like that that was like a wwe superstar fired over uh risque only fans account <laughs> and stuff like that and it was like dude mm. <laughs> yeah because <laughs> well, they, they wanted to catch you don't with those headlines yeah. i know new um, york would come up with that kind of shit of course. Sorry, New York, but so yeah. So I mean, there's a lot to unpack with this. Oh yes. Um, no, there. I mean, well, oh, yes, the first is. thing is fuck Vince though, thinking he could pull off some pimp shit, trying to fucking cash in on people living their lives outside of their fucking squared circle. So well, well, all right. There, yeah, there's I'm some gonna, caveats. Hold on. I gonna, know, I'm I know, gonna, I know. We're gonna hear. I'm gonna try that he very hard them. as a professional wrestler who. I'm not going to lie. If they offered me the contract, I would sign it. Yeah. I'm going to, I'm not going to, I'm going to try very carefully not to put the cart before the horse here, because as Michael said, there is a whole lot to unpack with this situation. <laughs> um, and you know, the, depending on the people that have talked about it from stuff that I've seen or listened to, uh, there's a lot, again, there's a lot that you've got to consider in terms of like how, this sequence of events came to be 
because there's a lot that goes there's just there's just so much like dimension to the whole thing like for I'm gonna, I'm just gonna start with the first thing that comes to my head because there's a bunch of stuff and I might forget something while I'm going on this tangent mm-hmm. that one of you might remind me of later. So I'm gonna start with the first thing that comes to my head, which is if you tell a guy like Randy Orton or AJ Styles to stop streaming on Twitch, they're probably gonna be more okay with it than somebody like Selena Vega who is making way less money than them and whose income is not going to be or whose income is way more affected overall by the Twitch ban than a guy like AJ Styles or Randy Orton who's making like don't get me wrong I don't know what anybody's making on Twitch I don't know what anybody's making on their contracts with their bottom side guarantees and whatever I don't know I don't know how their contract and their pay is affected because of the covid stuff so like for for the sake of like, you know, more, I don't know. It's just, it feels more concrete to consider everybody's making their bottom side guarantee. Well, and, and I had heard that she was making more money off of Twitch than she made in, in WWE. Yeah, well, there's, that's part of what I'm, that's part of why I'm starting with this is because that could be true. If you're strictly looking at her bottom side guarantee, maybe I I somehow, I don't know, because it's me and because I don't understand how much you can make off of, you know, a certain number of followers or subscribers mm-hmm. on a Twitch stream. I also think like hours online has something to do with it. Like there's a lot of numbers in there that I don't know how to calculate, <laughs> but say she was making close to her bottom side guarantee on Twitch. That's huge. That's a really big deal for her specifically. Um, take that same income and apply it to AJ Styles because he was a streamer, right? He was streaming. Yeah, I think yeah. AJ Styles bottom side guarantee. I'm almost. I'm. I'd pretty much guarantee you is way bigger than Zelina sure. Vega's. Agree. Mm-hmm. So like that's not as big of a impact on him. So like some people are, you know, gonna have a bigger problem with it than others, which leads me to what I think everyone's big, big thing relating to this event, the conversation, the big conversation that people have been having is the concept of unionization because Zelina Vega made the genius, admittedly genius move of tweeting 10 minutes before they could put out that she was released. Mm -hmm. The I support unionization tweet, Mm -hmm. which for her in terms of like getting buzz is genius yeah her reach right there Um, yeah that was that was a big move and i don't think we've seen too many people do something like that before where they could like beat the news cm punk (laughs) probably since the last time kind of a big middle finger to the the wwe she is in and she's followed through on it too like she met with uh she had yeah she had a meeting with a sag after a president or board member or something like that and i think who was it? It might have been Brian Alvarez who had a bunch of people from SAG-AFTRA, including board members and stuff like that, uh, email him telling him about details about SAG-AFTRA, about WWE, and about like the hypothetical of if WWE and SAG-AFTRA were to try to meet and talk about stuff. So like, 
I don't know. There's there's so much to un- there's so much in this that yeah. you kind of have to like consider on a broader spectrum. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, unionization has been talked about in wrestling since Jesse Ventura in the eighties. Like most people as in deep as the three of us probably know that. Um, you know, for a guy like me, it's probably a different conversation than for, you know, fans because that would obviously affect me in some way. If not now, then later. Oh, excuse me. Probably more so. Um, You're already getting affected. You get worked up. You're hitting your mic. I know. It already (laughs) affected me. I tried to motion with my hand and I'm knocking my mic all over the place a little bit. But so I don't. So that's the thing is like, what is the line? Is it WWE? Is it in general? Because if it's, if it goes beyond WWE, that's a whole lot of like blurred lines and gray areas and stuff like that. Like that's, Oh, don't with that. that. No, 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 no. (laughs) But like, yeah, I mean, if you were to try to go like, I don't know for right now in terms of like, being realistic let's just stick to like the wwe specifically because any any hypothetical beyond that is really reaching Mm -hmm. like even specifically wwe is a pretty big reach in terms of like right now because you know there's 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 been so many talk about like and apparently um from from the conversations that i think it was brian alvarez had with people from sag um, they had said things like um, SAG has been wanting to add WWE on-screen talent as on-camera talent, as like performers under SAG. They've been interested for a long time. Um, you know, that obviously nothing has come of that other than SAG is like interested in, you know, involvement with them in, in terms of like the talent. Um, so there's like a number of things that would have to happen. One of that, one of which would be there. There would need to be a petition to unionize that was signed by at least thirty-three percent of the talent. I think yeah. so. Thirty-three percent would need to sign a petition, and then over fifty percent would need to agree to unionize. So if 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 neither of those two things happen, then it's not possible. Um, or if one of those two doesn't happen, then it's not possible. Uh, there were a couple other things in there, like there, I'm forgetting so much. Um, and I don't have all the information or all the data or whatever right in front of me right now. So I'm just going off of my brain and it's a lot. Um, you know, like obviously everybody has their own personal thoughts on it, you know, whether it's for or against unionization or like what impact it would have on WWE or on the talent or on wrestling. Um, and I've talked to people, I've had people that like, um, have messaged me and been like, you know, be careful how you touch that subject because, you know, if you're going to talk bad about WWE, it's not going to look good for you. It could, you know, you're going to risk, you're going to risk your chances of, you know, getting hired by a place if they see that you're openly, you know, talking negatively about potential employers and stuff like that. And I'm like, yeah, I understand that. But like, I'm not trying to talk negatively about anybody. Um, However, I do think that like if if talent, what regardless of where they are or what they're doing or how much they're making or whatever, can come together in agreement with like how something should or shouldn't be, or if talent 
collectively recognize a problem with something, then there needs to be like, there needs to be action that follows. And I don't know if that's going to happen. I don't know if that's likely to, I don't know anything about nothing. I'm just, you know, purely speaking from like speculation and from what everybody else has said so far on the, on the subject. So yeah. And you, I, and I, you don't know. I feel like I've monologued enough. I'll let you guys get your piece in, and then I'll chime in again. <laughs> well, so. the beauty of it is, you you never have to badmouth WWE. That's what you have Kevin I here for. Yeah, and I have no <laughs> problem with it because I know I'll never get hired. Get, yeah, we're not getting jobs there anytime soon. So right. Well, you know, I'm not moving. But we're not trying to throw you under the bus job. either. We're not trying to. No, yeah, no, no, no. I know. And all I know. of our criticism say, has been. Don't get me wrong. Some people will still try to do it because yeah. they're like, oh, see, he's on the pod with a couple of you know wrestling fans, and they're talking bad about Would you Mark. I'm, I'm going to be guilty by association regardless, but you guys go ahead. Yeah. Sure. Um, the, 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 you know, whatever money we make in the future should be worth it. <laughs> That's my hope. We're rolling <laughs> in it. Get that Twitch money. Which by, the, which, by the way, when, when we had Gad on last week and I brought up money, it was, I was totally fucking joking. The, con, the joke I was making was like, there's no money in podcasting. But like some people like, took me seriously. Like, what are you trying to bring up money with her? I was like, dude, I was just yeah. fucking joking. I think there um, could be. There could be, but it's for Joe Rogan. Sales and, Look at Joe Rogan. Yeah. Joe Rogan. I, I know, no, but hey, there's no money in podcasting. Joe Rogan. Yeah, yeah. Right. Don't I get know. me wrong. I was just being Joe Rogan is one of infinite, but it. I don't know. There's that, money that to, that to me. Yeah, looks like money in podcasting. Mm-hmm. That's that's <laughs> that's our long term dream. Just minus being fucking insane, saying stupid. Sh- we say stupid shit on here every week. All the time. I'm not. I'm not going to go the route that some people go to make money from their podcast. We're not going to turn into shock jocks. Right. Um, I don't know if I'd call Joe Rogan a shock jock. No, not Joe Rogan. I'm just talking. I I was thinking when I think of like, when we go extreme, we'd be like, like I know because I grew up in Chicago as man cow. Like man cow was like the the Chicago shock jock. He was like the equivalent of trying to compete with Howard Stern. A a shock jock. Yeah. Yeah. Howard Stern. Yeah. Oh yeah, Howard. Because I know Howard Stern jacket. is the obvious one, but like, I mean, he probably doesn't do that much now, but he used yeah. to a lot. So, I mean, I don't even think the term "shock jock" is still a thing now because who listens <laughs> to the radio? Not. Who's who's shocked and who's right? Who's yeah, who's shocked anymore? Who's or anything? Yeah, shock casters. I don't know. Who's Joe Rogan and Elon Musk shocked. are smoking weed on that a podcast. Sounds like something I'd like to get in on. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Nope. Have, have nope. I'm that. not. I'm not touching um, that with a ten foot pole. You know, I'll throw this out here. I was listening to the Mass Man Show podcast this week with David Shoemaker, um, which I, I'm a huge fan of his. I've been listening to him since he was on Cheap Eat. Nice. Um, way back when. So he had Stat Guy Greg on this week, which was kind of neat. Um, and they floated out a, I guess a, a popular conspiracy theory that. WWE is actually intentionally trying to um, raise this issue because because if you think about it, with the timing of we we just had we just finished the election, we have a Democratic president coming in. You oh had boy. all the stuff with Andrew Yang, um, oh boy, before the election. Hang yeah. on, that 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 like labor rights and things like that are going to be a big deal going forward. Um, that. So the, the, the conspiracy theory is that WWE is intentionally trying to stir up the hornet's nest again to bring awareness to this because they know the crackdown's coming and that they can financially take the hit, whereas their competition 
may not be able to afford it. That's I think that's a lot. I'm not saying I agree with it. I did I just thought it was it's an interesting definitely a conspiracy theory. It's definitely a conspiracy yeah. theory, and it's it's but it, it that is that is some fuckery that Vince would be behind completely. I don't now, know. I don't, man. I don't agree because I don't, I don't think, think he's that dumb to try to do not, that shit. He's trying to stay low profile. I don't think he's that like I don't think he cares that much, to be honest. I feel like don't get me wrong. I think there I think he might have his moments where he cares, but not that much. I think he cares about money more, so he d- wouldn't necessarily exactly. want to be putting out more money than he has to. Mm-hmm. But if they know it's coming, but they don't right now. That's the thing. Is like nobody can be a hundred percent sure. I guess that's that's yeah. true. Um, like I don't. Like I feel like you would have to be on some crystal ball shit to be able to know. Oh, they're gonna finally unionize pro wrestling. My God, it's coming. Like. I feel like especially him who has been dealing with those conversations internally since the eighties, it's kind of like, don't get me wrong. I think it's far more possible now than it might've been in the eighties, but I still think that percentage is like very, very low in terms of if you were to actually attempt it. I, what I think is most interesting is the fact that, that it's, she's the one that got fired. Like she's going to be the, the poster child or poster person for this yeah. like but she she's somebody who is who is very articulate very charismatic she's got a huge following like there aren't a lot of i mean maybe maybe um Xavier Woods would be the other big person that i have they got fired over be, this that I, he was one of the biggest people that i was like right like what's he going to say about this he changed and his I haven't twitter i've seen him say anything he changes to her, but I also uh-huh. think I think the reason the up up down down gets kind of grandfathered into this is he he was announcing himself as Austin Creed, also known as WWE's Xavier Woods. Like mm-hmm. he was going at that with his his real life name. Yeah, and I or maybe, at least his semi shoot name. I don't think Creed's his last name. A name that WWE does not own. The yeah, rest yeah, of. right. So I don't know consequences you know, Creed. <laughs> I don't know if there, he has some sort of workaround that lets him still do up, up, down, down. I mean, because initially that's what the beef was, right? Initially it was, oh, they're doing this stuff with their WWE names. We own the rights to these names. We did not authorize this. We're not getting what we should be getting out of this. So the talent's response to that was, okay, we're changing our names. They all had nicknames. Everything. Yeah. And that's what most of them have done uh, in terms of like the ones that are directly involved with this topic. But I can't imagine, you know, because I remember when the when WWE originally made the sent out the email to talent or whatever, they were trying to claim that even if you used your real life name, they could claim some ownership over it. Now, yeah, you know, uh, I they immediately backtracked on that because they right. have done that. Yeah, they're like, you can't copyright someone's real name. <laughs> now, my 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 wife had brought up a point because she she's done some um, freelance writing and and has written some uh, pieces that she's tried to get published. And she, she did talk about how, um, you know, in, in the, in the writing world, like when you go to a publisher and get a publisher to publish your work, that that sometimes they can control any following works that are in that you make because just the way some of those publishing contracts are. So, so if WWE is trying to argue that they were, publishing your work 
then that maybe they could make a claim based on your real name or what. I mean, there, there was a, there was a lot to it, and and she can articulate it better than I can. Yeah. Um. But but yeah, I think the the concept that they can't make money outside of from like a third party platform, I just think that's insane. Mm-hmm. And it's 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 such a bad look to be going after wrestlers for this because the the whole yeah. point of that is that's another avenue for for advertising for marketing for mm-hmm. it's free advertising yeah, exactly. exactly like that's i i it's been really weird to me to see like like i know that WWE don't get me wrong they're a publicly traded company so one of their biggest priorities is going to be how they look in terms of like their stock market and how they appeal to investors which apparently this year is a really good year for that. Mm -hmm. They've apparently found a lot of ways to look really good this year Mm -hmm. um, in terms of like their, how much they're making Mm -hmm. their like in front of their investors and all that kind of stuff. This seems to be a really good year for that. But in terms of PR, I don't think you have to be worried about whether or not you're bad mouthing them to say, to see that some of the decisions they've been making have been questionable at best. Mm -hmm. So it's interesting to see how they've chosen this year to make some of those decisions. And like, don't get me wrong. I get that almost every year they have one time period where they go through a ton of cuts you know, like usually uh, after WrestleMania, we've heard it famously called. Sometimes it's called Christmas cuts, or you know, sometimes there's one uh, right after Mania, which was the case this year. Stuff like that, you know, where like, you know, that never looks good, but it's also kind of a reality of the business. But it kind of goes like a little bit further than that in terms of I don't know if you guys listen to uh, a podcast called WrestleNomics, but it talks about the economics of wrestling, especially places like WWE. I, I um, tried. Ben Miller had, had highlighted that, I think, in one of our yep. interviews. Yeah, and I think that guy, yeah, he they, and Walter brought it up to me, yeah. and it's like, I've learned a ton, especially yeah. like when I listen to those, um, to those weekly episodes, and some of the, like, and, and they've mentioned that, like, how, how basically the general consensus um, is uh, yes, this you know they they go through a, a a a period of the year where they have a ton of cuts, but like this year's cuts were large yep. in mm-hmm. terms of the quantity of cuts that all kind of happened at one time, um, and like and it it kind of snowballed after that, I think. Where bit. it was just one thing after another, and now there's this third party thing, and now there's talks of unionization getting brought up, and it's kind of like, you know, it's it seems like a weird year to be doing that kind of stuff, mm-hmm. and just a harsh time to to kind of go after your talent for basically free advertising, right? And they, especially in a in a pandemic when they're not working what they used to work and and mm-hmm. again like we said we don't know what which wwe have found a way to make look good for them right yeah. and that, which, that's you know that's my to argument. their it's to their, their credit i guess their stockholders are happy their their profitability is through the roof because they're not having yeah. to do house shows and shit yep. um and they're not even really having to handle a lot of venues they're just producing a tv show yep 
and, from one and place they, every week. Yeah, yeah it's not like they're so, gonna move anything. They had the ring crew there to probably just make adjustments, but I mean, they yeah. probably leave everything up. But, they did recently announce that they're moving the Thunderdome set to a place in Tampa, though, didn't they? Yeah, isn't that for tonight? Or tonight, there's it's like another dome or something. Uh, like it's that. either That's tonight or next week. <laughs> so, or no, no, it's not tonight. It's okay. it's. I think it's this Friday. I think SmackDown's going to be the first, oh, okay. the first that one from sense. the new place. I think I could be wrong, but but yeah, they're going to have the dome. They're still going to have like the. They're, they're they said they're going to throw in more stuff. They're just moving it to a different venue. Yeah, probably yeah. because of the fact. Yeah, that I mean, probably got a better deal or something. So it, it might have something to do with COVID because I mean, like they've been they've been keeping a lid on it, but their COVID, you know, they're still getting COVID cases in yeah. there. I mean, yeah, everyone so. you can't escape it. Everyone's had coworkers with COVID at this point. I think there was a there was one point where they were they had like bad like Otis okay. had it, Renee had it, uh, Kayla had it. Like there were there there was a point where their COVID cases were like they had outbreaks, they mm-hmm. had mini outbreaks in like the PC and stuff like that. So I don't. Like again, I can't speak to any of that in great detail because I'm not in there. All I can do is speculate, which I probably shouldn't do because then I get myself in a whole bunch of professional <laughs> trouble. But you know, this is the stuff that people are talking about right now. And yeah. it is kind of a big deal because can you imagine if somehow a fundamental change to wrestling like that were to happen? Like that'd be a big deal. Very much. Yeah. And, and I mean, like, in, in, in both ways, there'd be a lot of good that would come of that and, and some bad would come from that too, I'm sure. Yeah. I'm honestly surprised like, WWE of, hasn't I, made a storyline out of it yet. <laughs> and just like, remember that one year they had like wrestlers strike or wrestler? Yeah, they had a bunch of wrestlers strike on them. Oh yeah, they had them vote. They had them like vote without confidence or something in Triple H. Yeah. And he was like, they were like, uh, you're not, you you know, you don't run the company well or whatever. I remember that. Yeah. yeah. And so triple H had to run commentary and like CM Punk was doing it with him. Oh yeah. He's like, Oh yeah. I'll let yep. you, if I get to wear your, do I get to wear your jacket? <laughs> He's like, all you right. You even wear my blazer. Yeah. Yep, that's I what remember it was. That. <laughs> yep. Yep. So, I mean, like yeah. I'm surprised WWE hasn't rehashed that storyline somehow about this. Cause they usually fucking do stupid Ooh, shit like that. Kevin, little do we know retribution's going to do our it. podcast all along. Yeah. And now they're going to do exactly that. Oh man, That's, we we had that problem with Divas Dropkicks and Dives, where we'd have creative ideas that would end up showing up, you know, sometime later. I've had so that we, happen we to me we before. Had, where like I think I every wrestling podcast has there a was, mole. Somewhere. There was a this is a little fun fact for you guys that I don't think anybody knows. There was a gimmick idea that I was going to run with, um, right before, um, a certain on-screen personality started doing it on WWE television, and it blew up. Or, eh, it it went over well, and they kept doing it with a with a high amount of success. And then I was like, well, I'm just gonna look like I'm copying what they're doing, so I can't do that anymore. And then a few <laughs> months later, the beginning of the Hermit of Heartthrob happened. So nice, yeah. Didn't had, I had my had my first idea not been quote unquote stolen. Uh, and put on WWE television, I would not be the Hermit of Heartthrob. So, yeah, no. you'd be a Funkadactyl right now. Oh my God! <laughs> hey, 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 man, it would have worked. Can, I can do that. I could do that. That thing where they like keep their butts together as they stand up on the apron. I can do that. Who would it be? Who would be the second? Who would be your? Uh, who would be your second? Yeah. Oh, Micah. God. Um, Micah. That would be Micah? a weird butt percent ratio. <laughs> no, man, my butt would be at his head. I don't want to sit on him. <laughs> Jay. Jay Fat or uh, 
It'd have to yeah. be thumbs and buttons, wouldn't it? They'd be okay. Yeah. Here's here's what it is. I'm I'm Brodus Clay, and <laughs> thumbs and buttons are my Funkadactyls. <laughs> yes, which is hilarious because I have all the hair and they have none of it. it ben yeah. Walter, please be listening to this episode. Uh, please be listening to this episode. Somebody oh call my a mama. All their mama. Yeah, please. Uh, I, somebody dude. call my mama. Somebody call my mama. I hated that gimmick so much. I, you know what I, though? It did wonders for Naomi. It did. Yeah. Like it's Naomi. Wonders. But oh, but no. then. Uh, well, I mean, well, you know. She kept, they kept her on TV. It, yes. The other. I can't, I can't remember what her name was at the. Was it Ariana? The other one? Yeah. I feel bad because, yeah, she didn't make it. I feel bad for saying that. Like, the other one. She didn't survive um, the fungal. Like, as soon as the fungodactyls, like, had their breakup or whatever, and then, like, she was kind of, like, forgotten. It's always like that. It's the same thing with heavy machinery. Like, Otis blows up and Tucker's. Yo, you want to know what's really sad? Tucker doing Tucker things. That's going to happen to the Iconics now because they just broke up. Yeah. The one of them. Where's Billy Kay? Peyton Roy seems to be the one that's. That's getting the the lift off, and yeah, Billy I haven't Kay seen Billy Kay since. Like, and then Have they're throwing in Peyton the Royce with other like they're throwing in Peyton Dude, Royce with I other tag know. team people, and she's like, "No, I if I'm going to be at a tag team, it's going to be with Billy Kay." So Drew McIntyre won the Raw Heavyweight Championship last week. Did he? And I was like, "Did he beat?" <laughs> yeah, the, the WWE Championship. You know, the most prestigious prize in this industry. <laughs> yeah, I didn't know he beat Randy yeah. Orton for that, and I was like, "Wait, Randy Orton had that." I like Randy I, Orton dude, beat, uh, yeah it's you didn't Randy even Orton know that Orton won it in the first place oh Orton's up to like God. what 14 or 13 WWE dude what is he up to 13 or 14 he's at four he's at oh no he's at 15 now oh shit he's tied with everyone he's he's gonna no. tie Cena he's one actually no he's either at four god damn it, I can't remember he's either at 14 or 15 I think he's at 14 and watch Cena he's and flair are at 16 yeah he's gonna tie Cena and then that WrestleMania, they're going to have a triple threat match with somebody. <laughs> yeah, Randy Orton, <laughs> Cena, and Flair to triple threat match. <laughs> Poor Flair. <laughs> that would, no, dude. They're going to start off the match oh, both like scared. doing the Shawn Michaels. So like, I'm sorry. I, I love you. I was going to say, yeah. They're, they're yeah both everybody gonna hit was him scared with their when Daniel like, Bryan came back because of his neck. Yeah, I'm scared for Flair. If that were, oh, oh God. <laughs> Flair takes both an RKO and an attitude adjustment. <laughs> and then wins with a low blow. Yeah, that's all. He does one of those over the ring. He can still it's, do the over the, the rope, like like, like that spot where he do, flies over the rope and ro- walks across. <laughs> he just does the flare bump, man. Yeah, oh, he's out man. there for the whole match. Yeah, and that's it. Then he find, finds his way to sneak in and like catch the win. There, we we booked it for you there, WWE. There you go. Take that one, Vince. Book it, Vince. Somebody's got to get to seventeen. Oh God. Um. Man, the, those two topics took up a lot more time than I thought they were going yeah, to. Yeah, I told so. you. Remember the, before we started this podcast, I was like, we have nothing to talk about this week. Well, we're still going to get an hour and a half. Yeah, we're at about an hour <laughs> oh, and least. 14 minutes now. <laughs> Every time. <laughs> yep. God, that's good. So, oh. It's effortless, brother. Right? It just works. <laughs> we just go out there. I'm telling you. We yeah. call it on the fly. That's right. <laughs> No, there's no state wits we're we're the jeremy wyatt of podcast oh, uh, oh no, uh, we're not well, that good no. no yeah he's gonna be really no. mad if he hears me say that Sorry. he's gonna be really I mad would. anyway because it's just jeremy wyatt, That's true. Jeremy wyatt don't beat mad. me up for what mike says yeah there you go <laughs> please 
He's going to beat you up by association again. <laughs> right? Not again, but you know, like what we talked gonna, about earlier. That's, gonna, that's the, yeah. that's Dallas's next shirt is, is gu- guilty by association. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And I just have you two just like doing the like evil maniacal yeah. hand rubbing. And you're just like, <laughs> like an angel and a devil on your shoulders, except they're both devils. <laughs> <laughs> oh shit. Um, Do we have anything else on the docket, Mike, or are we ready to wrap? I had I had the fact that Survivor Series is happening tonight, so by the time do you we want to do, well, by the mean, time we start to stop recording Survivor Series, it's already started. That's true. It has. Right. Right. The Chiefs game's about to start. Yeah, right. no, like the thirty only thing minutes. They're, they're they're highlighting that it's Undertaker's farewell last event. ride again. I think we we were debating whether or not he was actually going to be. All right, I've heard. Okay, I don't know if this is gonna. I don't know if this is gonna give us another thirty minutes of of conversation. But I mean, I I probably shouldn't bring this up, but I will because we've had similar conversations in terms of like the artist deviating from his art. Mm -hmm. Uh, I saw somebody, uh, like nobody, nobody like not a source or anything, but I saw, um, somebody retweet something along the lines of Mm -hmm. like, uh not being able to separate the undertaker from Mark Calloway anymore. And like it hindered his impact on them. It uh, like personally in terms of like his on-screen work Yeah, and just something about the, something about like him being like a blue lives matter, Trump supporter, something like that. And I was like, one, I've never heard him say those words. So I'm not going to say that's what he is. And two, even if he was, I feel like that has absolutely nothing to do with the fact that he is the, probably best gimmick and up there for best wrestler of all time so i'm not really gonna let that hinder him too much personally. so it yeah it has been proven i know he's made some financial contributions to the former president's like campaign funds or whatever and he well, didn't jericho do that too yeah well, yeah, yeah jericho I mean, doesn't I mean, seem too bothered by out. it um so i mean i'll 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 be honest i'm in that camp it's especially after the American badass stuff, which I thought Kid Rocks. I've never. I, I liked Bawa. I liked Bawa Daba, and that was it. That was when I heard him sample Metallica or American Badass. I was pissed. Come on, you didn't want to be a cowboy, so, baby. Oh no! With the rock, rock, bang, and the rock, um, rock, bang. Hey, you know, so, American I, Badass Taker is the only reason Kid Rock got in the Hall of Fame. That's true, right? Well, He's in um, the Hall of Fame, by the way. Yeah. Oh God, that was a Vince. That's a Vince move right there. He was probably like, "Yeah, get me someone that's uh, relevant." So, Kid Rock. So I mean, <laughs> I love old school Undertaker. I loved, I loved with the purple stirrups and. The, the the like ripped off sleeves. Like I love old school Undertaker. Oh, and the Fair gloves. Enough. You know, yeah, and the the big rubber glove. I I liked like Ministry, uh, Undertaker, you know, American Badass. I could have done without, and Dead Man Inc. I could have done without. Like the Biker Taker has never been my thing. Um, but you know, you're gonna make a lot of people mad with that statement. I know, right? <laughs> I mean, bitch it right now is going. I know that was what? some of his best stuff. Especially Go get your heat, brother. Smackdown years. Uh, but that's just that's just my take. Like a nostalgia factor. Like I love old school. You know, the, the yeah, this is kind of pain feuds and shit. I Taker, love that. So it, the phases of Taker and the nostalgia for me are kind of weird because I don't really have any Taker. Right. Like my memories of Taker have always All been the like Taker. the deity that is the Undertaker. Yeah. So yeah. it's like I I don't you know I don't have any nostalgia for the uh, American badass 
portion so i mean i'm familiar with it but like probably the least so so it's like it's a different perspective for me you know people are entitled to their opinions and beliefs i have mine y'all have y'alls and our listeners have have theirs um i don't i don't i know that's the the texan to me that's a great word Mm y'all i've been saying that a lot lately it's y'all encompassing it's just yeah (laughs) um you know i don't agree with some of the 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 things that that Callaway supported it makes it harder for me it's the same thing with Hulk Hogan I I don't okay. want anything to do with Hulk Hogan anymore like okay yeah you know I, okay. because yep. sure go back and watch WrestleMania 3 and and you know those old summer slams and shit Hulk Hogan's this mythic hero and it's it's amazing and then you find out the dude you know that that Terry's a piece of shit and like that's it I'm done Terry. I, I don't I don't <laughs> I don't Terry. I don't want anything to do with Hulk Hogan anymore <laughs> Um, you know, I don't expect, I don't, I don't expect, I don't expect perfection. I don't expect people to be saints, but I do think if, if you're going out of your way, it's, and, and right now it's the same thing with Chris Jericho. Like if you're going out of your way to, to put, I don't even know how really to put it. I I think that if you're going to put it out, put yourself out there politically or like, no, I just, I I don't know. Cause I'm not going to word it right. I'm just going to piss somebody monetarily i i think if you i believe in what's best for everyone and i believe everybody should be allowed opportunities and i believe you know i don't believe in in one group being better than another um you know so when if even in whether if you're going to support a a president or a party that seems to be more divisive and abrasive and, and, and in some avenues that I'm, I'm not, I can't support that. I can't support the artist because that's, that's, that's giving so them. You, so you don't care so much that he did it. You care about the fact that it was the, 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 the person that it was not so much that it's political. I mean, I don't, I don't think undertaker has come out and said, anything no which he has not the degree of like terry i i don't think they know anybody anybody in that locker room has come out and said that like undertake that that callaway nobody has ever said anything negative so i don't agree with some of his his political leanings and chances but i don't think he's a bad guy i don't have any evidence to say that he's a bad guy but i don't agree with what he believes in so it's hard harder for me to support him and it's harder for me to appreciate the Undertaker character because he's the one portraying it. Huh. Now I had this idea years ago uh, on Divas Dropkicks and Dives, where and Kevin and I had a debate about this, where I think the Undertaker character should live on and be passed down, just the same way like the Nature Boy Ooh. type character is. And at the time, I argued for Roman Reigns to be the next Undertaker. Um. Now he's obviously he's blossomed and, and gone a different route. Um, the Fiend is kind of a modern equivalent to what the Undertaker was doing. Yeah, but that's I what do, I think. That's what Taker himself has said about Bray Wyatt yeah, since yeah. before I, the Fiend. I and I know that's a lot to put on somebody if you make the new Undertaker because we all saw right. how like that's why they haven't done it. You know, fake Taker and fake Razor <laughs> Ramon and fake you know those have never been handled Diesel. well. But that was my thought was. I like the character, but maybe I don't agree with the person portraying him. Now, Undertaker's a little well, bit different because, like I said, he's not done anything 
well, bad. And he this is an argument I think way. you can make for any character, not just Undertaker. But yeah. like, don't you think part of the reason the character is what it is is because of the man portraying it? Especially I in think wrestling. Take, what made Taker so special was that he was the one that 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 never broke kayfabe. Um, I think Taker was this mythic character. And the more that he, that Mark has gone on, you know, talk shows and things like that, that he's doing now, which he's done a lot of publicity, you know, in, in recent years for the last ride. And I think it was just like, the last ride. Like the last ride is the first time I even heard like kind of his normal voice, which is hilarious because he's, it, there's he's no grit to his voice and it's kind of weird yeah. how um, soft spoken he is. So, you know, for me, I will have wonderful memories of, of Taker. Um, but yeah, I, especially Biker Taker just felt a little too like, <laughs> for me. I feel like Mike again, had a it, bad experience at a bar one night. It was, he all goes back to Limp Bizkit. Or Leather or Harley's it's, it's again. All, and it is also it all Biscuit, roots Kevin's back to right. Limp Bizkit. That's what it is. <laughs> Limp, it, like, Limp Bizkit is his it's, Guy Fieri. It so, is going to say on my tombstone, all right. here lies Michael Reed, Fred Durst owes him $80. Yeah, so <laughs> it's it's gonna say that Michael hates I, Limp Biscuit so much that he won't support even people allowed like that he associated with. So like Undertaker by association now. That's why the American Undertaker. Badass was so. Kid right. Rock, Corn, Corn well, gets a little bit of an exception. Wait, Corn did an Undertaker intro? No, Corn associated with Limp Biscuit. Oh, <laughs> oh you know you're really just fucking Korn, spreading out the tree Davis there. Did a. Now that I want to hear is like a corn version of an Undertaker entrance. Oh, be so man. terrible. That would have been weird. And I liked, I was huge. I was really. Here comes the dead man. Here comes the dead man. Oh boy. All right, Kevin, what is, what is your take on Undertaker? Oh fuck. Yeah, um, I, I, we got, we got uh five minutes. He cool. No, I'm just kidding. Um, I, I can see where Mike's coming from with it. I can definitely, I mean, I can sometimes separate the wrestler from the character or the human from the wrestler or whatever you want. Human from actor, whatever you want to call it. Um, I, I grew up with him. I remember watching the very first Survivor Series with him in it and blew my mind. I was like, I was scared of the guy. I was like eight years old or something like that when he debuted or something. I'm 22 and I'm scared of the guy. Yeah. And... <laughs> And like Mike said, I really, it scared the hell out of me that he kept kayfabe for so long because like, I really, out of all the people that you saw, like kind of age and kind of fall out of character, Undertaker was one of those that he could show up at any event and you knew what you were getting. You were getting an Undertaker appearance. I got to see Undertaker wrestle twice and maybe not even wrestle, but just being in the building, you know, like we were at the show where in Kansas city where Brock Lesnar and um, Undertaker got their huge blow off where they were fighting and the whole, like the whole back emptied. So like you saw like pretty much everyone, the whole roster was out there trying to hold back Undertaker Mm -hmm. and Brock Lesnar. So we were right there. We were like almost, we were right off the front row for that. Um, but like, I mean, you know, he was an attraction and he became a bit of a carny toward the end with the Saudi Arabia shows, but I could still appreciate his legacy. The last ride like that, that, uh, not the last ride, but the last match he had, I think that should have been, I hope that's his last match. It's like, that's a way to run out and ride out. You got your cinematic ending. I really hope that survivor series kind of honors that, but it's WWE. So I wouldn't be surprised if they, if like, Undertaker comes out to talk and then all of a sudden like fucking 
they send some random jobber out there to like get eaten up by Undertaker and then they just call it a night, you know? You know right. what sucks is the only time I ever got to see him live was Backlash 2002, which was Biker Taker. That was the uh, the match he had against Stone Cold. Oh, Michael. Rick, Ric Flair was the uh, uh, okay, referee so, for that one. So, so uh, all right. In, in, the, in the vein of um, separating the, uh, as Kevin called it, the act from the actor, we give Oscars to the that. man performing the character, not the character itself. So... Sure. Is Mark Calloway uh, like, you know, a Mount Rushmore? Like, he's obviously oh, yeah. a Hall no, no, of Famer. No, don't, yeah, don't, don't, don't mistake. Like, I, I, I like totally the Hall of Fame's not even yes. in question. He's going in. He's going in. He's going in next year. He'll yeah. have his old yeah. wing practically. Yeah. Uh, no, he is one of the greatest well, moratorium ever. Like, I, I can. See what I did there? Ah, it took you a second. Okay. Uh, yeah, no, I it's I'm not trying to discredit him. I don't agree with him politically, but I mean, and and that has soured me on the character in recent years. But you know, somebody I'll give a complete example of like the opposite direction is Randy Orton. Randy Orton is somebody who used to be known as kind of toxic in the locker room and, and a bit of a shithead, but like in recent years, he's become more, you know, socially he's grown up. Aware, you know, he's he's grown, grown up. up. Yeah, he's a leader. Yeah, you know, and he's. Mm-hmm. Uh, he's he's a more relatable and more um i don't even, respectable is maybe not the right word um but like you know he's he's somebody who i appreciate more now than i did in his early years yeah um but i also feel comfortable doing that because of some of the stances he's took as well so and especially wwe as a company tends to be pretty like i i it's hard i don't support that company so any appreciation I have is for the. Isn't it weird that dichotomy the way it works? Yeah. yeah. Like as it's, like as fans of the indies, they want these guys to make the big money and yeah. get to the big stage. But once they get there, they don't support the big stage itself, so they kind of just stop supporting them. And as and this a will, byproduct. And this is another conversation for another episode. But like it definitely we, is. We, yeah. We, we, we didn't yes. talk about we didn't talk about the guy uh, who got who left AEW the employee who. When oh, we did it. I didn't yeah, hear a follow-up on it. I haven't heard missed. any kind of comeback, um, or I haven't had a follow-up. So I don't think there's been much. Um, he and we won't go into that here, but I but I bring that up to say we've we have as fans have been expecting AEW to be the complete antithesis of WWE and to run their business a certain way. Almost and ignorantly so. Yes. Yeah. I mean, we can't you can't hold them to an un, unrealistic expectation. And nobody's going to be perfect. AEW is a business, is a business that is trying to make money in the way that WWE is making money, and they are going to have. Well, now, if for anybody that's read the post about the guy who recently left AEW, or not recently, but did leave and then kind of pulled some skeletons out of the closet, like that, I don't know. That to me does not have anything to do with making money. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> no, but it, it does have to. It does have to do with a corporate environment, and I, I, he, I he didn't specifically call out Cody. His boss no. used Cody as an excuse, so it's, it's, I don't. I think that's what again. Are, don't know how that structure works. Sure, don't know the hierarchy yeah. of the company. Don't it, know the functionality of it. it like, just yeah, like we can't. We all we can do boss, is speculate. Which but. we've all we've all had shitty bosses. But so, we I, can do more of that. Next week on Bruises Breakdowns and <laughs> yeah. yeah, we've hit the uh, two hour and forty five minute mark. <laughs> no, 
No way, dude. No, I'm kidding. We're about an hour. <laughs> yeah. Man, don't mess with my. my we had our 90 minute mark. There we go. It's easy. So, dude, time yeah. flies. It's cool. All, all that's yep. to say, you know, I I have certain expectations out of wrestlers and promotions like they're not always going to meet every single one of those expectations, but I have to have a standard that I hold myself to and that I hold them to as to whether or not I'm going to support them. Yeah. So, and you know, for WWE, I mean, Shotzi is a perfect example. Like we were super excited to see her get to, you know, the promised land and get to, she's doing really well. Yeah. She's doing amazing on a big stage. Do I wish she wasn't necessarily with WWE? Yeah, that. But that's not. I mean, she's making money. Like she's living her best life, and you can't she's be living mad her at best that. life. And I, I totally support her in that. I kind of. Yeah. I wish it could be I for some that. other promotion. You know, but I, I understand. I haven't. I haven't seen a, a lot of her NXT work because of that. Um. So I understand, Kevin, Mike. You know, I understand, it's, guys. It's, it's, I understand, guys. It's, I understand. it's choices. It's all about choices. I, understand. I, I know what you mean. No, it's okay. You know, I understand. Yeah. <laughs> It's all right. So mm-hmm. when when Dallas we talked about this before with Walter, WWE, though I remember, and yep. uh, we'll have to start watching again. So I can I can at least build Strap up. Strap you to a chair time. and make you <laughs> keep your eyes yeah. up, peeled open, so, <laughs> clockwork orange right. style. More on that next time. Yeah, Dallas is really so, trying so, to wrap it up. It's usually me now, doing buddy. this. It's throwing you're me busted. off. What's up? I said you're trying to wrap this up, and it's usually me doing this. It's throwing me off. Right. Well, before we get well, out we got of a here, Chiefs game to get to. Oh yeah, yeah we do. That, it's think. coming up pretty quick. Um, shout out to our boy Dallas here. Uh, he actually made. Is it your first poster? Is it the first time you've been uh, on the poster? Oh, um, the local of yeah. There's a local event happening next month. Um, yeah. I, it might be my first post. Um, no, there might have been one or two that I was on in Hutchinson in a show in Hutchinson. Okay. Um, I don't know, I know if those posters ever actually made it to walls, but they were posted. So <laughs> okay, digital. Walls. I think uh, I think this might be my second or third, maybe fourth. I don't it's know. the first one I know I've seen. Yeah, same. So, uh, so it starts here. This is a good one. This is a, this yeah. is a good one. Don't get me wrong. It's a good so, one. So yeah, da- that you got good company to be with on there. Yep. Uh, featured talent for an upcoming indie show happening uh, next month uh, in Northern Missouri. So. Um, gonna hopefully make the trip up there to see our boy do his work so looking forward to that that'd be cool and maybe between now and then we can see about getting some of the talent that are gonna be on that card on there's one or two people i've been hoping we could get on here perhaps Um, you know the board requests moonshine (laughs) i was gonna say if the moon shines properly maybe we can make something happen look to la luna i see what you did there (laughs) so uh yeah so that's that's pretty awesome um so congratulations sir i'm really excited that's that's always cool to see hell yeah you know and i mean it's not like it's not one of those posters that has like everybody on the card is featured oh no (laughs) it's you moonshine miranda gordy and uh now it's plonke so it's it's pretty sweet dope so um yeah. Anybody else have any parting thoughts before we get out of here? <laughs> we've, I think we've parted all. I don't even want to pimp. I don't even want to pimp none of my plugs, man. I just want to. Yeah. <laughs> I just want to wrap this so that we have a good runtime. Pro Wrestling Tees is doing their Black Friday sale, so go oh, on there. Oh shit! By yeah, they Kane are. Shirt. I probably should plug get that it. stuff. Uh, Pro slash Dallas Cade. Uh, Black Friday sale still going on, or is going on, or is about to I go on? I believe it's I'm all not week. Quite sure. I think it's Hell all yeah. week. Sure, to be honest, get paid. Uh, we got two kick-ass shirts that not enough people have bought, so check those out 
And I say that strictly because they're cool shirts and a lot of people should have cool shirts. I gotta shirts get your world tour kids. shirt, yeah. I got yeah. yeah, I got the I got the tour shirt up there and I got the cartoon the cartoon shirt, the graphic for the show. Nice. Uh, that's up there. It oh I love that. I can't wait to start wearing that shirt. That shirt's probably gonna get here. I yeah. probably I'm probably using that shirt for Christmas gifts, to be honest. So <laughs> <laughs> shout out to Paul yeah. for those. Those are like yes. super awesome design. We really appreciate him. Z Zombie 13. Go ahead and give him a follow. He does okay. some amazing work. Um, I okay. hit him with the one time. That's mm-hmm. right. We're going to get out of here. We got a Chiefs Raiders game to watch. I want to see Vegas get their ass handed to them. I hope by the time you hear this, that's what happened. Because if they if the Chiefs lose this game, I'm if we get swept by the Raiders, <laughs> they're For the first time be, in years. I don't remember the last time. Yeah, I'll be I'll be sad. I will be. It will be. Yeah, I'll be sad. It'll, it'll suck. So, um, Kevin. <laughs> We'll definitely have to get a follow-up on how you're enjoying your new PS5. Yeah, well, hopefully I get it this it. week. I really hope it. Because like I said, it was supposed <laughs> to say December 2nd, but then it keeps going up and up. So I'm like, oh, get here. Otherwise, I'm just going to be playing with this control with nothing plugged in. <laughs> Kevin just sitting on his couch. I want my feedback. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, folks, uh, you know you know where to find us. Uh, I already mentioned our Twitter, Facebook, Instagram. You know where we are. Uh, reach out to us. Say hey. Send your video games, hopes, and dreams. Uh, we're happy to hear them. So uh, thank you so much for for listening to us. Uh, do us a favor and tune in next week when Kevin finally gets to, you know, share his PS5 uh, controller rumble fantasy stories. Oh. Forward to hearing I'll just put it against the mic and get ASMR. <laughs> <laughs> right. And with that, later, nerds. Yeah. Nissan believes you deserve a car that thrills you. So we have to ask, does your car thrill you? When you hit the pedal, do you get something back? A chill in your spine, goosebumps on your goosebumps. When you take off, do your fingers tighten around the steering wheel? Does your heart beat in your stomach and your breath catch in your chest? Does driving make you feel alive? Because it should. And if your car doesn't thrill you, ours will. This is the new Nissan. El COVID-19 sigue contagiando al país, pero todos podemos poner de nuestra parte para combatirlo. Al vacunarse, no solo se protege a sí mismo, sino también protege a sus seres queridos. Así que cuando llegue el momento, esté listo para decirle a todos, yo me apunto a vacunarme. Si tiene alguna duda sobre la vacuna o está listo para inscribirse, visite vacunatehoy.org para más información. Eso es vacunatehoy.org. Un mensaje de LULAC, la Liga de Ciudadanos Latinoamericanos Unidos.